0: We've mentioned before that we do this from Park City. The whole show is based in Park City. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's it's fantastic because it's close to Salt Lake, which is a, a full-size, big metropolitan area. Yeah, the airport's but, great. It's 30 minutes. Yeah, but Park City yeah. is your typical mountain town in that you know, the population's around 10,000 people, okay? But it's 15, 20 minutes from a big city. So it's this weird yep. mix of both of those. Yep. We've also mentioned before that this can sometimes be a surprisingly small town. We had a <laughs> I fantastic know where you're going moment of that today.
1: Yeah, pretty cool. I was, I
0: was driving my Lotus to actually take it to get to get the brakes done uh, because I can't get the rotors off, apparently. that, that It's been so long since well, the rotors were taken off that the set screw is rusted to the point I was where it's like, I can't do that. Yeah, it's so kind anyway, of a bummer. It's a bummer, to hear that. but anyway, it's all right. So I was driving the Lotus, and I was following a wrapped uh, Focus RS that was headed, I was pretty sure, to Ken Block's shop. Yeah, right, right. Fast forward through a lot of things I won't bore you with, but ultimately the people that are working on the Lotus and have also done stuff for your expedition, yeah, uh, yeah. they do all the work, tires and stuff for Ken Block's guys. Maybe theoretically, and they finally connected the dots <laughs> of us and them. We've been yeah. hoping for this forever. Yeah, so we got to do this total behind the scenes uh, tour of the Unicorn. And the whole Hoon shop and everything here that's in Park City, you would never know where it is. You this would drive by it cool. a million times. Yeah. And it was just cool to just hang out there. And it was it was also cool. It was very unofficial. It was just like, come in, hang out. It was fun. It actually just kind of got thrown together
1: last minute. really And Absolutely. we were both yeah, yeah. at the shop over here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was looking for tires
0: and getting tires.
1: Tires need to happen for the Cayman. And, and they're not cheap because dealer. of oh the
0: reality gosh. of your the size yeah. of your wheels and the PS4s themselves. Did you buy the, the normal way, PS4s? By
1: the way, I did buy the N0 designation because they're only $10 uh. more. And we got to talking. Porsche does not disclose what is different about the N0 designation. It uh-huh. could be in name only. It could be a different weave in the tire construction. It could uh-huh. be, we don't know. They were 10 bucks more per tire. And I thought, plus Michelin's got a rebate going on. They said, you know, you can save 70 bucks. Uh. So I was like... Done. Fine. Anyway. It's
0: it's classic Porsche. Pay more yes. and they've already been shaved down so your tire will last Well, last time. they said they claim
1: the same tread depth and so uh-huh. I thought, alright. I went for it. Anyway, that all aside, but we went to Ken's shop and it was, it was nice. Very cool. yeah. Thanks to Forrest and the guys that were over yeah. there. The crew it was pretty cool. We saw the unicorn and Hung out, saw some other crazy things. We but, saw uh, the uh, burned-out shell that used to be a cosmos. Well, yes, we did see that, and yes. that was tragic, but interesting to see. The turbo was melted. I've yeah. never seen a melted
0: turbo, Agreed. actually. It was a completely, like, puddle of turbo. <laughs> It was, it was said, kind of insane. Don't touch; it's toxic. It's, yeah, they were like, "Please don't get too close; it's, it probably causes cancer." Yeah, they, it, yeah, they were all kind of burned out husk birth. of a car yeah.
1: that they still don't know what they're going to do with. But at least it's sitting back <laughs> there. Yay, we have it now. Anyway, it was yeah, like I said, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, very thanks cool. Thanks to those guys for for us. And
0: and it was one of those things. Honestly, it was one of those things totally that came out of this is a small town. We're here, you're here, and we've been talking about that forever, joking about it. So it's cool mm-hmm. to finally go by. We did not get to meet Ken, but we met everybody else that's there, which <laughs> is really funny. cool. So it was very fun. the office. guys we've got a great debate for you we've got
1: sid who is out in the washington dc area he's got a crystal ball question i would say and he's written to (laughs) us saying you know what should i do for the rest of 2018 or the beginning of 2019 it has to do with the focus rs you mentioned that because it's going out of production which ford has told us ahead of time yeah they've made it known but suddenly there's news articles the rs is going out of production i thinking, well, Ford warned us. You you know this. Well,
0: we knew this going in. Once they decided to no longer make cars, it's pretty clear what that means. I mean, well, at least not sell cars here. I guess they are making them elsewhere, but yeah. So it has to do with that that and sort of, you know,
1: what should I buy next? Mm -hmm. He's looking ahead, looking into the crystal ball, asking us what should he buy. And then we've got Ben G in Richmond, Virginia. He is 32. He's got a commute, but he's into the something comfortable for long-distance cruising, playful, natural steering feel. Mm-hmm. Something larger is kind of what I get for yeah, Ben, not I get something too. really small. And he's crossed too. off hot hatches off the list. Yeah, Those are out. Yeah, yeah. Those are right out. <laughs> They're right out, yes. <laughs> but we do have some show business to discuss before we get to it. And I think you had a rant. I feel a rant coming on somewhere in here. It was my rant about tonight. It was uh, F 150s and, and oh yes, um, that
0: piece of news. Little ranty. Well, there there was a there was a thing I, I actually clicked on today that I read because, <laughs> as we all know, the Ford F one hundred and fifty is the best selling thing everywhere. I, and, and what's insane about that is they're only sold in North America, and yet it's the world still the world's best selling car. I find that unbelievable that that's, that's we consume the a lot of F150s apparently uh, apparently we just F- they're, they're Us practically north americans they're pa- practically passed out somewhere there's a dispenser that you and I've just never bumped into and i'm okay with that Isn't actually is it out in the wilds of texas somewhere probably but but hit the button You get an F150 they're recalling almost 2 million ford F150s yeah, which yeah. granted there's a lot of them out there but recall 2 million of anything that's a ton but what really caught my eye was the sentence for why they're being recalled. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? I did. I read the article and seat I. Seatbelt <laughs> fires. Now, my question, my rant was Has anyone ever put together the sentence that ends with the words next to each other, seatbelt and fires? Engine fire? Sure. Exhaust fire? Sure. I've had a fire related to electrical system. I get it. Lucas Electrics? Oh, look, I had electrical fire. Seatbelt fires, ladies and gentlemen. This uh-huh. is why we were calling your F 150. The thing that is holding you safe in the car might cause a fire. <laughs> okay, here's here, let me break it down for you. Here's the real story and that is
1: the pretensioners in the seatbelt might generate sparks. Yes. When you're when they're whizzing off of the roll in an accident, they're yes. they're flying off the tightly coiled roll so quickly yeah. that they will <laughs> create excessive sparks and the gases that are trapped in the B-pillar might cause
0: yeah. The carpet's to burn. And and please understand. As you're having the accident. Go to to the movie Fight Club, where they do a fantastic job of explaining why a company does a recall. It's kind of chilling, but they do a good job of describing why a recall happens. You don't recall unless, A, this has really happened, and, B, it's happened enough that you go, financially it makes more sense for us to recall. So Uh. this isn't somebody that sat in a cubicle and went, could there be a seatbelt fire? No, they've had seatbelt-related fires. They, they've had the and reports, therefore they're going to do this.
1: But out of this many trucks, that's I, if it's a problem, good on them for doing this recall. Yes, get your car. If you have a Ford F one hundred and fifty and it falls into this model year, it's <laughs> it's
0: a lot. I, just, I actually think that's a better band name than Recall. Seatbelt Fires. It's just, you know, I don't know what they play. I haven't figured it out yet. It's probably like Ska, Seatbelt Fires. Let's you bring know? Ska back. Exactly. Please, no. But, but, but seriously, Please I, I no. cannot believe those words are together in a sentence. If your car was
1: built between
0: March 12, 2014
1: and August 23, 2018, your seatbelts might catch fire and cause excessive <laughs> sparking
0: what you have an F-150 <laughs> look out for seatbelt fires. Oh no it's the regular yeah. voice anyway it's all bad so yeah so that's that's been happening in uh, the larger world uh, the stuff that's happening for us let's see season three is still playing on velocity this this uh, week actually happy Friday because tomorrow is the rerun of episode three which is the Civic Type yeah. R and the Focus RS and a burned out landscape speaking of fires <laughs> so that was not intentional not caused by seatbelts not caused not by, by, by different seat, reasons or those cars yeah actually, seat so. belts did not fall out of the car and no. cause a wildfire in the forest. That's what I want to hear about (laughs) next summer during fire season, which has been terrible. There's a piece of news. Yes. Yes. This This fire burned to the ground. This fire was started by a Ford F-150 seatbelt seatbelt. Yeah, and terrible. know they people weren't burning
1: their seatbelts to keep warm.
0: Thank you to the firefighters that have been having that horrible experience yeah, no all this season. But hopefully, none of them were started by an F-150 seatbelt fire. No uh, so yeah, so season three is there. Season three is now out entirely on Vimeo, and in the next week or so, we are not entirely in charge of how fast Amazon posts them. Uh, the entire season yes, will be available yes. on Amazon, which means you can do the buy season option on Amazon and watch them all there. I'm very excited about having that out. While you and I go off to shoot season four.
1: Yeah, no kidding. And thanks to our. Sponsors for Season 3, Covercraft, Griot's Garage, Auto Tempest, and Brush Hero. You mentioned Brush Hero is uh, the brush with a cape. Yes. Last time I had a good just laugh over that. Just trying to when clarify that it is the word the brush
0: followed by the word hero because I just kind, of, <laughs> just kind of speak a little fast sometimes and you hear other things. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. All
1: right. So thanks to those guys. And yes, we're shooting for Season 4. We have a film upon us that we're shooting yes. for the next week. So watch for some early podcasts. We're doing a, a few podcasts in advance. Mm-hmm and uh, those will be running while
0: we're out shooting. There will be much shooting. Over I a week. think I think this film we're not going to we'll will we'll reveal next week's podcast photos we'll talk will about be what we'll doing and you'll be seeing the yeah. photos to know what the topic is. Yeah. But it seems like we have the better part of a dozen cars being featured in this film. It's going to be cool. Which is going to be bigger than any film we've done, but it is very much it's one of those generational things like we did with the 911 and with the BMW uh, M3. So it's in that lineup. But my lord, there are many, many cars.
1: Yeah, just wrangling the cars. These are special cars. No, right, it's going to be very cool, very interesting. So we've also got the meetup coming in Utah. That's October, the first weekend of October.
0: I wow, I think I think it might be full. <laughs> Is it I full don't up? Think, I don't think you've seen the recent numbers. No, I haven't. My my wife showed me the recent numbers. Oh, night you're night kidding night. me. Um, that's a lot of people. I mean, it's, don't me like, wrong. We're taking I'm, over I'm a excited. restaurant. Yeah. Are we I'm, really? I'm, I'm excited, but at I'm the same glad time. To hear that. And, but here's the thing it's an a la carte trip, so not everybody is coming to every event, which meters it out a bit. But it's a lot of people. If you don't have a track car, you can bring your mountain bike on. No, wait. No, don't no do not Don't do that. Also, if you, have, if you bring your mountain bike and your mountain bike uh, rack, you're going to have to do something with it to get on the track. Probably also during the road tour because I don't think yeah. you're going to want that slinging around. Yeah, exactly. Maybe leave it at the hotel or something, something. like that. Put it in your room. Lock Let's it say. up because yeah. Yeah, they're, they're that will not pass the tech inspection. I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> Sir, what you have a mountain bike on the back of your car. Are they going to ask if your seatbelt might cause a
1: fire? Does, well, is that part of the tech inspection only, now? Only
0: if you're tracking your F one fifty. That'll yeah. be the key
1: thing. Yeah. I mean that does happen quite a bit, so we'll Certainly, have to be yep. careful about that. And your MIDI is uh being raffled still for another few days, almost a couple of weeks uh, coming to the we've end. Got I think. About, we've got about
0: ten days more okay, of right. possibility when we're recording this podcast, just to give you for actual frame of reference on the dates, depending on it doesn't matter when you're listening to this. September sixteenth is the end of the raffle. We will draw it on Monday the seventeenth, just so you know that's how we're doing all of it. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. is no purchase necessary, void where prohibited all of the fun legal jargon. I don't really love saying it but it is a legal requirement. So anyway those things are out there but thank you to all of you that are part of this raffle. It's interesting because it's definitely a big enough it's going to someone but at the same time there's not a huge number of actual people in. A lot of people have bought lots of tickets Mm -hmm. which is really cool and thank you guys for the support and I'm excited about the fact that Spot's gonna go to a new home, and it's one of you <laughs> listening right now. That's really that's why we're doing this. It's so cool. That is cool. I'm glad that
1: it's passing our litmus test here because sure. this was a test. Totally, is this gonna work? Totally. Are people gonna buy tickets? You know, what's the price? How do you gauge how it? Do we, how do we All stay on top of it? All yeah. of this stuff is new for us, it's, so it's it's, it's been a learning experience. It's come together. Sure. Yeah. All right, we've got to jump to a debate here. Like I said, this is interesting because uh, we're looking into the crystal ball. As Sid says here, he's in the Washington D.C. area. And he and his wife do not have animals or kids in their lives at this point. <laughs> he is a civil engineer, and he works in the heavy civil construction industry in mm-hmm. the Washington, D.C. area. Mm-hmm. And he has a wife who is currently dealing with his car disease, as do all of the patient wives. And a shout out to all of them who yes. deal with. Yes. And if it's husbands, too, there might be uh, a lot of Happens the know, way females sometimes. out there, Absolutely. women out there with... Uh, you know, the car disease as well, and mm-hmm. husband's hopefully joining
0: them, but we definitely understand. Well, but what's happening with Sid and his wife is what happens with a lot of spouses that aren't into cars. After a while, they become a little bit into cars. A little bit. You know, appreciate a little bit they, more. They, now, now it, Aspects of the it's disease. Like, this is like yes. what's happened with my wife. She's, she, I mean, she loves driving the Lotus. She's gotten into cars a lot more than she did before we are doing the show. But at the same time, uh, her, her capacity has a limit. There's that time when you just kind of, you kind of hear the little, little little ding go off, and she's like, you know what? I'm full. I'm done. No more cars. We gotta stop. By the way, I,
1: I want to say this, and that is the requirement that she has put. When I come over for dinner at your house or mm-hmm, we're all mm-hmm. hanging out, yeah, yeah. I just I wanted you all to know this little inside thing, and that is, <laughs> Todd's wife has put a moratorium on our conversation about cars when we're all together at dinner, and she says, yeah. at least 50% of the conversation cannot be about cars yeah. or the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to pick another subject, and so mm-hmm. we do, and inevitably the conversation ebbs and flows, yeah. but I love that she's put a mandate yeah. on the conversation. Yeah, especially when- I I don't know how to gauge fifty
0: percent? But well, especially when we all sit down for dinner, yeah. she's kind of like, okay, because his wife we, will make dinner. What and are we talking? Have about? me over. And what are we talking stay. about? That's not cars, you know. <laughs> and there's plenty. There's totally. films.
1: There's design. There's exactly. all and, kinds
0: of stuff. Well, and just what's going on? And we've known each other forever. So yeah, life and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Plus, my son, obviously, he could go round and round about cars too. So she's just kind of yeah. like, you know what? I have too many men here that want to talk about cars. <laughs> what else are we talking about? And more power to her. I do mandate, love it. Yeah. which
1: I love that yeah. she has, and it keeps us. You know what? She's right. We talk about it plenty. Here we are yes. talking about it again.
0: Yes, with you guys, and thank you for listening. Uh, so <laughs> Sid, back to Sid. Yeah, Sid is, is looking for a, a change-up to his car. He currently has a 2016 WRX Premium with yeah. three pedals by his description. This is his commute car, ladies and gentlemen, in the D.C. area, which is not known for, hey, fast running, no traffic, and yet he's driving a manual transmission, so I applaud you. Uh, he puts a lot of miles on his cars, though, which is a big problem. Yeah, he does. He said he's got a
1: 60-mile daily
0: drive that is mostly Capital
1: Beltway and occasionally back roads. I still love the fact that we drive on the parkway and
0: park in the driveway. Agreed. Yes. I I'm I'm still sure marvel happened. at this whole, how did that all come about? Because the English language is weird. I know. That's really what it is. I mean, we, <laughs> we keep having this conversation with my son about, no, no, that doesn't work that way. He's like, but well, why does it? It's like, I, I don't know why, I, but that doesn't work that way. It makes all kinds of sense
1: coming out of your mouth, but I that's just <laughs> how it is. It's not happening that way. <laughs> So he does back roads. He drives on back roads near his house for the last four to five miles of his trip, and it makes his day. But some days, due to meetings that he's got around town, it might go up to 100 miles a day. Yeah. So yeah, clearly, yeah. he's putting a lot of miles on. As you said, he's got this WRX Premium, three pedals, 2016. And when he was in the market for a new car with his budget of 30 35 he studied and did his homework. And <laughs> this was on his list, the WRX. WRX STI was on his list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came to the Focus ST at the time. The RS was delayed, and he Mm -hmm. couldn't test drive it. And now it's going out of production. So he's thinking, ah, you know, one Uh, of my dream cars mm -hmm. that made my list. Do I go after it? Do I find one? And I'm sure at this point, as of this recording, you still can. But yes, they're out of production. And good news, everybody. They'll be used from here on out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually a good thing. And then the GTI made the list, and the Mustang GT, the 5.0, mm-hmm. made his list as well. So yep. those four cars, he ended up with the WRX because of the early boost, which I just liken it to light switchy turbo boosty. But but they
0: have the, the, that's the engine out of the the 86 platform. It with is. the turbo, the turbo that they can't fit in the 86 platform. For apparently. some reason,
1: there's no underhood space yeah, under there. It's weird. They so can't yeah, so it out.
0: there's that. So but but that engine actually has boost earlier and a big you know torque curve that looks more like a Utah plateau. It's not really a curve mm-hmm. at all. It's just like here's your table of torque. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that exists, and it actually comes on earlier and is a little bit more modern, efficient engine than that dinosaur of an engine that's in the STI. It's still a fun engine. <laughs> it's so cool. he was like, I'm going to go yeah. with a little more, uh, little more efficient and better uh, better newer engine, and that has helped him on the commute world, but he still kind of lost after that STI. It's funny,
1: because he used to have a 2013 Mini Cooper S, but his wife was saying, you know what? It's too small, two doors. No. And so now he's got the WRX, and he's looking mm-hmm. around. Now, he's... I. <laughs> Get it, Sid? He's saying, I normally try to park far away from others. So mm-hmm. you, you look for Paul parking. You drive around you looking yes. for yes. that one space in the parking garage that's between the two support columns. Yes. It's between the posts, yes. and it's just a one-car slot. <laughs> this is my parking.
0: Yes, that is, mean, that, you that. you rock that for sure. And you'll have everybody else get out yeah. so that you can have just the door. It, it works. I, I, I Look, I get it. I see it. I, I try to couch that in the, hey, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys out
1: as a, hey, I'm doing your favor, <laughs> when I'm really thinking, go ahead and get out so you don't ding my door exactly. when I pull into this. Tight exactly parking space. right for sure. <laughs> Everybody thinks, "Man, what a nice guy! You're letting us out." <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, that's, that, it. that's that's exactly what happened. Huh? <laughs> I know some of you have done this. It's not just me, anyway. So, what he's looking for is four doors. Mm-hmm. Four doors are more essential than trunk capacity. Yes, what he called out here, and he's got to have a manual. That's even though it's painful. He said to sit and stop and go traffic. On the belt park whatever it is yes. the driveway whatever he drives park, on yeah yeah
0: trying to drive on the parkway while actually parked I am with you yeah it's very yeah and
1: then when you're in traffic and parked on the
0: beltway uh, I let's let's just am yeah all
1: right and that he wants a great warranty forty to sixty thousand mile manufactured warranty mm-hmm. because. He puts a lot of miles on, and he doesn't want to have you know a lot of maintenance and sure, mechanic sure, sure. time. The maintenance is going to be up there—oil changes, that mm-hmm, kind of thing, for sure. But you keep on top of that. He just wants reliability, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is great. And man, you you put in uh, the list of cars that you've owned, including a Renault Five, the mm-hmm. <clears throat> 1985 style.
0: Yes. 1.3 liter four cylinder. Described as 62 French horsepower. <laughs> what's
1: what's the difference between the, French horsepower and German and American horsepower?
0: Randomly gives up? I don't know. It, it,
1: uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. Isn't wow. That,
0: isn't that the history jokes, though? <laughs> yes. Look, I yes. know that was terrible, and I'm bound to get a letter. There's plenty of America jokes I could go with. It's That's just, true. you know, we make right
1: fun now. of ourselves, too. Uh, Jeep Wrangler, you've got a couple of BMWs on here. So you've had experience Mm -hmm. with the BMW ownership. But then he comes to the fact that they don't make the RS after 2018. Yeah. And then he's looking ahead. And we have dealt with this. Uh, it's not a problem, but it's sort of the holding back, waiting for the new models. Agreed. And he calls Agreed. out the Golf and the WRX. These models yeah. are coming in 2021. Hey, what about Should the new I one wait? of that? I, Sure. We don't know. what. Clearly, Ford... Don't wait around for Ford, because they might announce, hey, we're going to stop selling cars in the United States. Yeah. Oh, wait, they did. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And then we just don't know what manufacturers are going to do based on emissions, based on all kinds of stuff. So... It's hard to project. It's hard to say, you know what, go ahead and wait for that model. And then we get there three years from now and totally. you play this podcast back to me and think, huh, could yeah, have had a whole
0: wrong. Could have had a whole other car between when yeah. I'm shopping now and when the thing I want comes out. That's yeah. the other big problem I feel like for me. Plus, Sid's even called out the fact that he doesn't like to, and I get this, I, I have this same rule. I For me, it's, it's a loose rule, but I get it. He kind of doesn't want to buy the first year of a new generation. So these cars that you're Fair. talking about being two or three years out, are now a whole other year out for your consideration. So Although I'm very now much the E46 first year
1: is in high demand because of that pink color. Both sure. pink Everybody's going,
0: yes, get the first year. Sure, but people now know what they're in for as far well, as maintenance, which yeah, is the reason that you true. afforded the newer ones. But that's the thing. <laughs> Subframe cracking. Wait, yeah, exactly. Back. Here's <laughs> what it's going to cost you for your gorgeous E46. Right, right. Here's your bill. But, but here's the thing is that, that I almost always feel like when somebody's shopping for a car that they think will come out here at this point eventually when – get something you like right now. And then when that car is like actually out at your current dealer and you can just go buy one, you've probably had your car, whatever you bought right now for at least two years. Mm-hmm. All right. So Sid is saying,
1: do I stay the course?
0: My budget is 40 K for Todd and
1: 37 for me. Why did he give you more money? <laughs> he's, uh, he's buffering. He's heard the podcast before. That's what's happened. Okay. Well, maybe that's it. Cause it, yeah, he's going to need it after I'm done with this, but uh, I I'm actually, I'm not. proud of myself. I, I actually kind of, I think nailed it
0: do you really i'm, Great. I'm really i'm really excited Sid. Okay, I cannot
1: wait to share this with you this uh this recommendation keep in mind four doors manual transmission right mm-hmm. keep that in mind, or does he go reckless wild does he go and buy a twenty eighteen focus r s does he go and buy that STI that he's always wanted? Mm-hmm. Should he stay calm and conservative and just wait out what he's got with the with the WRX? Stay and just calm say, and
0: conservative with cars. Have you listened to this podcast? Wrong podcast. Yeah, for sure.
1: All right. So he's saying, do I look ahead to summer 2019? And if you're listening to this after summer 2019, well then we'll see what's said. Bought <laughs> what? What cars are actually out at that point? Yeah. yeah. And of course the list that he's you know given us. So this is the newly revised list. Now that he's shopping, mm-hmm. RS, and well, he said it's old. Well, no, the RS is not old. It's going to be old in 10 years. Yeah. But yeah. he's saying, used for a 2019, should I go to Golf R, a Civic Type R? I do challenge you, Sid, to drive the car before you make snap judgments on the Civic Type R. Yeah. Because you're going to look back after you drive it and go, wow, now I like it. What, that, and, a- and it's timely because, Sid, Saturday morning,
0: tomorrow mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. For sure, that and video comes out. His his big problem with the Civic Type R is a lot of people's problems, and that is why does that look that way? <laughs> I mean, that's really he, he's he's asking that question. He's not even going. I think it's ugly. He's really going explain to me the why. I need to dial you know? up Honda and ask them. So anyway, so he's he's just saying why why can't this look better? <laughs> you know, but but yeah. I do have to say I, yeah. I do have to say to you it is in that world kind of like the Panamera. Where, Saw's all in a crowbar and fix it yourself? No, no, no. Oh. no. I mean, you, if you're you, probably. I don't have that skill. I'd just make it worse. But but when you're driving it, you suddenly go, yeah, I'm not as concerned anymore with what it looks like. Right. This drives right. really well. And you're going to you look know? back and you think,
1: could I swallow the looks? Could I do it? It drives yeah. really well. And yeah. then you'll have to gauge from there. Yeah, for sure. So open mind on that. You may still hate it, but no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? A uh, certified Paul-owned, pre-owned <clears throat> BMW F30 340i yeah. or the GLA 45. Or what? Yeah. What else is on yeah, the list yeah. here? Now, to call this out before we debate the car here, he says, if my drive to work was under 10 miles, I'd increase my budget to an easy 60K. hmm That's almost double the budget that you gave me, Sid. Exactly. Isn't that
0: interesting? Yeah. And I thought, all right, we can work with that because if they stay under <laughs> 60, then we're good, right? <laughs> yeah. Never. Okay. Sid, <laughs> uh, Sid, I'm just going to, uh, look, look, lean Lean in close. I'm going to tell you a secret. <laughs> Never mention any figure higher than your your figure you gave as a limiter. Mm-hmm. Just like you can't even say I own sixty thousand ties. You just can't you can't give a yeah. number higher than the number you gave because that's the number we'll latch onto, and then you have a problem. Anyway,
1: yeah, yeah. And then he also says if he was making three times more money, well, shoot, if we were making three times more money, all yeah. of our garages would be different. Yeah, no yes, kidding. Completely. He says M three competition package nine nine one or nine nine one point two. Or a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon. So that's his uh, current dream garage, which is very cool. Yeah, very cool. different car cool, Yeah. So that brings me to the debate, mm-hmm. brings us to the debate mm-hmm. and uh, this car that I. I kind of thought, well, I wonder if that could work. And then it worked more and more. The, the deeper I dug, really? the better okay. this
0: car worked. Okay. And I'm going to sell it to you, Sid. I have two that I like. I have a couple like, serious questions for you, Sid. Based on everything you've told us, I have a couple of serious questions for you. One recommendation and one question. that, The question will lead to my wild card later. Hmm. But I have two cars I want to recommend to you directly. Right. But my, my first comment to you is, obviously, we like to, to recommend people shop used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extended warranties are your friend. That's the, the big thing here. You could get a manufacturer one. You can get there's two or three companies that are actually really well-reviewed that will give it an aftermarket extended warranty. So I don't want you to worry as much about – I mean, most cars now, most, are going to run between forty and 60,000 miles manufacturer warranty. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I would submit to you, don't necessarily shy away from a car that's, let's say, halfway through that warranty just because it's halfway through you can get yourself an extended warranty most cars most below 100,000 miles are going to be mostly problem free they're going not going to be maintenance free <laughs> thank you that for clarifying that is the difference yes. okay yes. you take your your Porsche's of the world typically fairly reliable but every 40,000 miles you have a major service that you need to do okay right right but but that's you know that's just the life of the car and if you do the actual maintenance they keep running and so extended warranties going to be your friend there that's the first thing I want to really support you on the Focus RS because Mm. they're going to keep making STIs. They've made a ton. As we've all joked, they've all kind of been the same for the last decade. They're going to keep making more. (laughs) Maybe they'll revolutionize it. Maybe they won't. But the STI is going – that's a car that if you really want one down the line, especially if they do an engine upgrade or whatever, you could still get one but since Subaru's most expensive car too <laughs> hey you can get that that what is it blue edition fifty thousand yeah. dollar really expensive guy I saw one here the other day and was just like if I didn't know what that was I'd have no idea he spent fifty grand on an STI <laughs> exactly. if I didn't know what the badge meant anyway exactly so there's that but so those that That could still be in your future, maybe, if you see what happens to that car. I don't think that car is, A, worth waiting on because you just don't know. Mm -hmm. And we know the concept Mm -hmm. will look great and the car won't. Anyway, so don't (laughs) don't think it's worth waiting on. But it also (laughs) will come out at some point. But the RS is a moment-in-time car, just like the current Shelby GT350 is a moment-in-time car, especially with Ford saying they're not going to sell cars here. I say embrace getting an RS. Hmm. Because Hmm. I also think that – I also wonder if the RS, especially if they don't keep selling any new cars in the U.S., if the RS is going to be Ford's BMW 1M. You think so? I don't know. I wonder. Because the 1M was loved by enthusiasts and kind of looked at as really by everybody else. And now – And then you go two or three years out and they have gone back up again because – Everybody realized, no, 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 that was a special moment almost every car in that car company yeah. and I, and I wonder if the, if the focus RS here in the US. is going to do that. I, I don't think it's going to do it as well, but I wonder mm. if those prices are going to stay, they've come down, but I wonder if they're just going to hover a bit. you know hmm. so I say the RS is, is one I want to recommend to you. one that I think would be great for you though. I thought about manual transmission, four doors. I thought about your BMW history, how you're going to use this car, all of these kind of things. What about, you said a 3 Series. I'm going to say no. Hmm. I'm going to say 4 Series Grand Coupe. Oh. Get the 430. Oh. So it's, I mean, it's plenty of power. We drove that car oh, yeah. in our second episode. Oh, yeah. It's the, the Kia Stinger. Plenty of power. Get that in the manual. It's a great-looking coupe. It handles pretty well. It looks like a coupe, but you still maintained your four doors. I think you might be the buyer for that 430 like Grand it. Coupe. Like it. And the seat belts don't catch on fire. It's hard to know. Because it's not a Ford F one fifty. That's really helpful. I have a wild card, but I want to know where you are before I come back to that. Alright. I'm wondering if you chose this as well. Four okay. doors. Remember the four doors? Yeah,
1: I remember that part. And the man transmission yes. parts. And power and maintenance. Yes. Scared of the German thing and the maintenance But he's kind of owned thing. plenty of German cars. But he's yeah. done there. Yeah, yeah. Been that, done there, bend been that. Bend been that there.
0: and done there, yes. Yeah, my Perfect. brain is going really, faster than my I mouth. I really like that. That's excellent. <laughs> ben that, done there. I, I, I might make that work. <laughs> That'll be in the new Wrangler ad. We're going to just embrace it. We're going <laughs> to lean into that one. It's going to be proclivity and bend that, done there on this podcast. People are going to be drinking uh, themselves into a stupor. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> my brain is going way too fast. All right, here it
1: is. It is starting in 2015, the Cadillac ATS V sedan with a manual transmission. It's got a lot of horsepower 464 horsepower, twin turbo V6. It comes with this brilliant thing called magnetic ride. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a GM car, it's going to run, it's going to work. Manual transmission. They still sell them. They're on sale right now with manual transmissions. And you can go back. As a matter of fact, Sid, I found you one. Uh Uh-oh. It's a 2016. It's in Dearborn, Michigan for $38,000. Hmm with 37,000 miles on it, manual transmission in black. As a matter of fact, this owner traded for the car. It's got a tune via mm. HP tuners, mm. sitting about 500 to 530 Good wheel grief. horsepower right now. Otherwise, everything is completely stock. It's stealth. It looks great. Yeah. Manual transmission and I will tiny just a tiny mention of the Q system in the dash. It's not we make a thing out of that Q system. We do. It's not an iPad. It's not an iPhone. No, it doesn't no, no. work as well as your Samsung or your anything yeah, like it that. it doesn't. It doesn't. But is it terrible? Is it going to prevent me from buying and enjoying this brilliant car? No. No, I take your it's point. not.
0: Well, and, and here's the thing about the ATS. And, and the sad thing about the ATS, that's a fantastic one, by the way, Paul. I really like that for this. Sid, embrace the Cadillac. The, the fantastic thing about that car that is also sad for, on the part of Cadillac is, Nobody, I think, looks at that car and realizes how really great it is to drive. It's brilliant. It's really superb to drive. It is. We've done back roads. We've done commuting. We've done track. The ATS is just good to drive, period. It might not be your styling choice. You're a guy that you're not sure about the Civic Type R. How do you feel about the Cadillac? But, even in, but in black, with a little bit of V extras, I Ooh. can see that.
1: I mean, if you're worried about somebody who's tuned the car, I found another 2016. There's a lot of them. Mostly they're coupes. But Mm. you can find the sedan. I found a coupe for 45. Mm. Mm. It's got 1,100 miles on it. Good grief. 1,131 miles. For 45? It's it's an ATS-V coupe? It's an ATS-V coupe. That's a nice find. Manual transmission. That's a nice find. These are coming down in price. You can find the sedans. They started doing this in 2015. They sell them brand new. But in that time range, find coupes and sedans, three pedals. Magnetic ride. Mm-hmm. It's a GM car. So it's not the, yeah. yeah. yeah what yeah. about the maintenance? What about the reliability? It's a GM. It's going to yeah. run. It's going to be great. Yeah, interesting. And it's a Cadillac. It's going to be comfortable with that magnetic ride yeah, yeah, yeah. for great. getting around town for the long distance, and then you can just whoop, tighten it right you up. You dial
0: it in for your five miles on the back road. Yeah, that's baby. A, that's a fantastic. See, this is the problem with the RS, because the RS, you have to decide you want to commute in that car. It is a stiff riding car. <laughs> yes, it is. And if you're me and you don't yes, mind that, that's is. fine, but it is a flat-out stiff riding car, whereas the magnetic ride, especially on those Cadillac products, GM products in general, but yeah. That's the business because you can be super soft and, oh, look, the nasty potholes and I'm commuting and all that kind of stuff. And then you're right. You hit that back road and that car will get smaller and – tackle a back road. I'm
1: going to go out on a limb and say of any car that you and I have driven, mm-hmm. there's the most dramatic change in any of the setups that we've found with a car on magnetic ride control.
0: The GM. I the, totally
1: agree with that. A yes, car equipped with, with that, that. Yep. has the biggest difference yep. between the comfort and the sport setting. It is the most noticeable true. and is the
0: most dramatic. It's. Tr- I mean, come on. It's true in everything from the catal- Cadillacs you're talking about to the vet. Yeah, it's just it's fantastic. what do you want your personality to be right now? Are you are you sawing through miles on cruise control? Or are you sitting in traffic? Or are you on a track yeah. or a back road? The car goes okay. Oh, we're doing this now, and it, there's a noticeable change. You're absolutely right. I have a wild card. Okay, and the wild card comes to my question for Sid. All right, Sid, you're married, but no kids, no dogs. Doesn't sound like you're throwing a lot of stuff into the back seats. Why? Why are four doors a requirement? Hmm. And and
1: I'm generally asking. It could
0: be in business with uh, what he's doing. He might have clients. I'm guessing, but but I feel like it also comes from your wife looking at the Mini Cooper and going, "That's too small." Mm, Sure. Which is Look, I I like mine, but it is a small car. But in your dream garage, you have a nine-nine-one. And you also have a, a JL Rubicon, but you specifically <laughs> say the two-door, not the four-door in your dream garage. So yeah. I sit here and I go, why, why are we dealing with a four-door-only restriction? Sure. Do you have to have four doors? Which leads me to my wild card because it is a two-door. Mm-hmm. But it speaks to your BMW love. It speaks to your desire to have a car that is a nice car that can commute, but is a great car for back roads, manual transmission. The other reason it's wild card is I actually broke your budget. But are you aware, Sid? Mm. Right now, between forty-five and fifty k, you have your choice of BMW M twos. Oh, don't say that. You have your choice. Like, which one would you like, sir? Oh, this, I'm this five is grand great above news. your budget, and I'm two doors. But what do you really need? Which is why I'm asking this question. And yeah. that's why I'm in wildcard territory, but I'm putting it out there.
1: But if you scroll back up, he said if my commute were less, my budget's
0: sixty and so I know. that's under the sixty thousand dollar budget. <laughs>
1: okay. So technically you, you've given me permission.
0: I see that. But I'm even but honestly, with your current commute, because we've talked about this before, the M two is one of those fantastic cars that is just another random BMW unless you're an enthusiast. And the enthusiast goes, Look, there's an
1: M two over there. Yeah. Everybody you know?
0: knows what that car but is. But everybody else is just it's just a BMW. Look at them hips. Whatever. Yeah, for sure. There's a black one here that I see now and then and it always turns my head.
1: It's great. Fantastic. All right, Sid. Got some driving to do, my friend. Thank you for writing. If you've got your own debate, please write to us with your story, a little bit about uh, you, your wife, your family, whoever you are. And uh, what is the major thing in your life about uh, wanting a new car? So write to us, everydaydrivertv at gmail.com, or you can go to the website where you can find yeah. all the information about the show, when there's going to be episodes dropping on Amazon. Like I said, I think everything's, we were talking about this, everything's up there so far. but All the think- Vimeo
0: is up and the Amazon stuff is 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 processing. Let's put processing. it that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thanks to the Amazon mystery there but
1: it's coming and uh yeah on the contact button right there up at the top right under the about tab Mm -hmm. push the contact button and you can reach us there with your own debate thanks for writing in sid we will be right back after this if you love cars as much as we do you've also got to listen to spike's car radio
0: spike has a lot of great guests he's a writer comedian automotive enthusiast every wednesday on podcast one spike's car radio has a different guest
1: Matt farah has been on his podcast when they hung out at Malibu Kitchen, Jerry O'Connell, Wade Eastwood, and Jerry Seinfeld, and even Dick Van Dyke has been on the show, too, and they're talking about cars.
0: Spike's Car Radio is a humorous roundtable discussion about latest car news and updates of new and used cars. They talk about Porsches a lot, watches, all kinds of things. Download Spike's show each week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. While you're there, rate that show and rate this one. Our sponsor, Wrangler, has given a slightly different copy for our ad, so we realize there's only one way to handle this. We have to bring back The Voice. Everybody has a favorite pair of jeans. The pair that fits perfectly and always looks great. The pair you wear out at night. At home, on the couch, at work, wherever. They're the go-to, and you can't underestimate their importance. No one knows this better than Wrangler, the authority on jeans. Using their expertise in comfort and durability, Wrangler jeans are made for the adventurers, the go-getters, the folks who like to keep moving, whether you ride a bike, a bronc, a skateboard, or even drive a car. You could be a person that just wanders the earth looking for we're not sure what. These are still the jeans for you. Classic or modern styles, a range of fits, even vintage re-releases, with a price that works for you. Wrangler has something for everybody. Visit Wrangler.com and check out their great selection of jeans, shirts, pants, outerwear for men and for women. New styles, great fits. Wrangler. Real, comfortable jeans. That was proper.
1: Yeah. Think of all the weird things found in cars. I'm not talking about your garden variety, petrified french fries, or melted crayons. I'm talking about live snakes or bizarre trinkets. You know, the kind of stuff that just makes you wonder about. Another thing that will
0: make you wonder, but in a good way, are Continental belts. They're actually original equipment on... Tens of millions of vehicles, we're talking FCA, Ford, GM, even BMW and Volkswagen, use Continental belts. Now, Continental is launching the aftermarket multi-V belt with the OE Pedigree. It's their OE Technology Series. These belts are fanatically engineered for perfect fit, form, and function. They have belts for almost 98% of vehicles on the road today in the U.S. and Canada. There's enough surprises when you're working on a car. A belt shouldn't be one of them. Go with the Continental OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt,
1: the belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, visit OETechnologySeries.com.
0: Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos.
1: A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today,
0: I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off the dry cleaning, you pick up some milk. I've got an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars in car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Having extra money in your pocket might be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today.
1: Ben writes to us from Richmond, Virginia, mm-hmm. with a commute of 15 to 20 minutes. It's a mix of back roads and city. Yeah, He's uh, got a driving habit of 20 to 24,000 miles a year. So I'd say you're above average, ben. This
0: is This is people in the Virginia area doing lots of miles. This is the theme of this podcast for
1: sure, yeah. <laughs> he drives on pavement. He says, my driveway's flat. It snows two to three times a year. I want something that's comfortable for long-distance cruising, playful character, Mm -hmm. mention the natural feelings steering before, and rear-wheel drive dynamics.
0: Yep. Like it. That's a great list, by the way. It really is. It's a very specific great list. It's well-curated. Thank you.
1: you. No kids, no pets, no wife, no limitations other than...
0: Caterham, and we're done. Thanks for exactly. writing, Ben. Caterham, perfect. Caterham. You need a BAC mono. <laughs> could you? You oh Wait, that's a little bit beyond your budget, but boy, it would be exactly, fun. But
1: wouldn't that work? Yes, it would. But BACs can't fit golf clubs. Well, it could fit one club. You could tape it to the side of the rail. Of you're, the, do,
0: you're doing your collapsible club thing again, aren't you?
1: Or maybe like an aerial atom where you can just like clip a club to the side of the rail as part
0: I, of the... I come back to, can't you get clubs stored at the, at the place you play? <laughs> Isn't this a thing? I'm not a golfer, clearly. But couldn't you get...
1: Isn't there storage? And somebody with a delivery service. Can I Uber my clubs ahead of me to the place? I'm just Ubering just for my golf clubs. Send them on ahead. (laughs) Just take that.
0: I'm taking this. Meet you there. That's funny.
1: All right. So it's got to fit these golf clubs and an overnight bag at the same time. Yes. Okay. $20,000 budget. Mm -hmm. And he's open to the manual... Or the Fun Auto. Fun, I'm guessing,
0: that's uh, DCT Probably or a PDK dual clutch. Or, it's something that, that is something really good. responsive, yeah.
1: Now, he's uh, got this problem of having a Mercedes C250 Coupe.
0: Yes, he has that. It's...
1: Defined as the problem. You have a Mercedes, and this is a problem. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? Yes. 2012 Mercedes C250 Coupe. For seven months, 12,000 miles. He loves it.
0: He's had it for, yeah, not, not all that long. Yeah. But he's, he's worried about the fact we're approaching 80,000 miles, and he's going. He, he's just, he has this growing <laughs> cancer in the back it's, of his brain. that is this creeping thing. What's, yeah. what's going to happen? What's going to break And What's it going to cost me? And, and what happened, unfortunately, is Ben had a flat. Mm-hmm, and it cost him yeah. about two hundred and fifty bucks for one flat tire, and yeah. he went, "What have I gotten myself into?" I laughed
1: out loud when he said, "I occasionally just wake up in a cold sweat thinking about our future repair bill that doesn't exist yet."
0: <laughs> I'm really sorry. We got to solve that. Of
1: bro. all the things to cause insomnia, yeah, man, I'm sure. sorry that it's sure. a, a repair bill that doesn't exist on your car that's too bad that's not good so let's get you out of the Merc <laughs> it's great I'm glad you like it and you said I love it for the highway driving I love it sure, for the comfortability sure. of it the 30 plus miles to the gallon it's mm-hmm. solid quiet he can drive for 10 hours and be fine yeah 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 Mercedes are great car. at it's a road that road car for sure for he sure. loves the low end torque and he loves the grip from those really expensive rear tires yes But this cold sweat, you know, your bed's awash (laughs) in sweat in the morning when you're thinking about your repair bills, and the transmission is the opposite of fun.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: So, he's ruled out for replacement Miatas. Mm -hmm. He's had two of them already. He said, I'm kind of done with them. They're a bit loud for lots of highway driving doesn't want a hot hatch. No Fiesta STs or GTIs. Mm-hmm. He likes the longer wheelbase of this Mercedes. I mean, that's where the road trip feel comes for in. For sure, absolutely. Just smooths yep. everything out and he wants the comfortability there. Doesn't like BMW interiors other than an E46, so all of them are
0: out. Yes, BMW is a brand removed. <sighs> yeah.
1: That's going to be a problem for
0: yep. me. Okay.
1: But I'm I'm going to propose something <clears throat> Nevertheless, okay. So we'll get there. Okay. So he's looking for something low in torque, comfortable, relatively quiet, mm-hmm. still fun back road commuting, manual or DCT. Yep. And he doesn't want to go over twenty grand unless somebody's selling their Chevy SS for about twenty three thousand dollars, and then he might consider it.
0: Yeah. R- right to the show. We'll connect you with Ben. <laughs> yeah.
1: So the big headline here is he doesn't keep cars very long, so the reliability isn't the priority, but the cost of ownership is. Yeah. 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 Something to keep in mind as we're shopping.
0: Yeah. Here. Interesting. I have three on my list here, mm, okay. and, uh, and I, I, the first one, they're, they're, they might seem like usual suspects. The first one probably will seem like a usual suspect, but I think, if nothing else, it's a benchmark car. You talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Go drive a car to have a reference, and it comes from the fact that Ben's owned Miatas, yeah.
1: and oh, they don't really
0: oh. work for this need, but he likes them. He's like, I liked having them. They're just not right for this need. I'm going to say it. You need to go drive the 86 platform. No, you don't get the low-end torque you're asking for. It's not there. It doesn't happen. Hmm. But hmm. It, Dear checks, Subaru. It, it checks about every other box. It isn't of overly nice interior. I will also grant you that. Road trips can get tiring, but it gets good gas mileage. It has a fantastic manual transmission. It's much more spacious than you realize. All the, the usability you don't have in the Miata is in the 86. So I think go go with what you liked about a Miata And go drive an 86 and just go, what do I think? I don't know that it's your answer, honestly, but I really feel like that's an experience you need to walk away with so that you Mm. understand, huh, that exists. Could that work for me? So that's why the 86 is on my list. It's not really a buy. Mm. It's like a homework car. Okay, good, good. I have two others. Okay. I really think, look, let's embrace the two-door, two-seat, this is surprisingly usable car, which is why the 86 is on this list, but I have two others there. One is you've got twenty grand, Go buy yourself a Cayman. Like that. Put the golf clubs in the passenger seat if you have to. I don't know how big the bag is, but who cares? (laughs) It's just you. Your golf clubs and your overnight bag will absolutely fit in a Cayman, and you and I have driven like two-thirds of the country in a Cayman. Yeah, we have. And every time we've driven distance in that car, I get out and I'm just like, it's a fantastic road trip car. The
1: Cayman S has places for a roof rack to attach. The Cayman GTS does not. Interesting
0: point. Just keep that in mind. But but still still honestly, golf clubs in the passenger seat, overnight bag in the trunk, great done. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that works like crazy. And and here's the thing, forget a Cayman S for a minute get a really nice just base Cayman. You're just gonna like that car. It's not a low end torque powerhouse, but it's not a car you drive and just think, wow, this is slow. It just you just don't feel that way. I mean <laughs> yeah. honestly and the right. S is obviously better if you want more power, but it still has a really nice interior. The the downside here, the downside here is I think that car will be reliable, but if you hit a forty thousand mile service, it's gonna be an expensive service. Yeah, and yeah. tires are. St- I mean, you're worried about tires on your Mercedes. <clears throat> I haven't helped you there, honestly. It's <laughs> gonna say, but, but
1: uh, uh, you could go both ways. It could be get,
0: brilliant. Don't get the twenties. Get the 18s. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, right. <laughs> this well, is part yeah. of the ways to save money. Yeah, 20s are expensive, by the way. And then, yeah, for sure. And then, they, or you buy a Lotus, which has 16s and 17s, and you avoid all of that. But there's, of course, no. Shopping cart casters. No, nobody makes tires for that anymore. That's the other well, problem. But then <laughs> I had this thought. You have 20 grand. You want low-end torque, manual transmission, good to drive, rear-wheel drive, engaging, fits the golf clubs, fits the overnight bag. And I went, wait. Hmm. See how new and nice a Corvette you can get because it checks every single box. You can get 30 miles a gallon out of your Corvette. You can drive cross country in your Corvette.
1: All of these things are possible,
0: and yet it still has the great steering feel, manual transmission. Can you believe I fit this much in the back hatch? It does all of this. Are you thinking C6? Uh, can you get a C6 can, for that? See, price? that's the thing. Or My would thinking you go is C5? You've got, you're probably C5. But you get Ooh. a C five z six for twenty grand, and now you're on to something. That's pretty good. But but here's the thing: for twenty grand, my thinking is take your twenty grand and go shop Corvettes. What can you find? I think you're going to surprise yourself. I think that you will find some C sixes out there. I know you can find not only a litany of C fives in general for under twenty, but C five z six is around twenty, which is a car. Mm. So I I just I'm not even deciding on a generation. I'm just saying. Corvette. It's probably C5 there's or much six. Corvette as you can much buy. Corvette as you can find that you like yeah. for twenty grand and go away happy.
1: I like that a lot, actually. That's very different. I didn't see that coming. The Cayman. We could go either way. I love yep. the Caymans for a yep. lot of reasons, but I, I, if it's, I mean, it might not. But you're, not be but you're all maintaining there a
0: vet, him. and there's your low end torque, and your cross country road trip car, and it's it's all of these things. It's all of these things. It
1: really is. Wow, I really like that. Well done on that. That's That gets me thinking. I <laughs> I listened to your long wheelbase suggestion. Corvettes mm-hmm. up there with that. Yeah, it helps. Way. It helps for sure. It is. And I heard your I just I want good highway driving and I I started in a place that you might not agree with okay. and it's it's a place. It's just a starting place, <laughs> okay?
0: Let's discuss from here, shall we? <laughs>
1: And that is a 2017 Mazda 6 Touring, manual transmission, hmm. 19,000 miles for only eighteen seven.
0: Wow, it's a lot of car for the money.
1: It's a lot of car for the money, yeah. and honestly, they're more impressive than you would think.
0: But am I? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry that that just me was really funny. Let me yeah, let, me, let me, my... me blindfold you and back you into this room. You're gonna love it. I swear, it's gonna be no, great. Go really yeah.
1: taste this. No, try it. Try it. No, you're gonna love it. <laughs> it's better than you think it is. Terrible. Right. So that, like I said, just a starting place. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't help coming to the car that I think checks all your boxes, okay. even though it doesn't check one, and that is, you said no BMWs, unless it's oh. an E46. Okay. So, fresh eyes, open mind. Okay. I was talking with Dale recently. Uh-huh. Dale's a friend of the show, a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. He's the instigator of the Lemons race, and he was he will be planning and or actually driving his car. I posted that on Instagram yeah, yeah. for the upcoming... 2018 race yep, that will be yep. as part of season four. So I got to talking with him and he said, by the way, did you notice that BMW M235i's have come down in price? Like, way down. Mm. And I thought, really? Like, I was still thinking in the 28 to 35 for a decent one. No, no. Ben, you can get a 2015 M235i manual with almost 20,000 miles, so pretty brand new mm-hmm. for 22.9. That's a find. 22 9 That's a lot of car
0: for the money. That's a really good car they for the money. They
1: might take 21 750 <laughs> 21 8 maybe. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of car for the money. The yeah. reason I suggest that is because you love the E46. Hmm. I look at the M235i as the closest in size as a modern E46 BMW. It's the closest modern equivalent. I Imagine take the point. instrument panel. And I take as that point kind of a modernized just take it fresh eyes. Personally, I think BMW's interiors haven't been pushed far enough, but for you that might be a very good thing. Mm, interesting. Because it is still close in layout but you know, still angled a little bit towards you. Yeah, I could yeah, see yeah. with the E90, E92 series that okay, the interior is a little bit too far out there for me. Fine. But look at the M235i as the modernized, look at the IP, look at the styling, look at the, the proportions mm-hmm. and the shape of the car, and and think E46 sort of merged over the top. Just visualize it kind of, you I know. I see where you're going. Put I right over the going. top. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then you think, is mm. this a modern E46? Quite possibly. For 22.9, compelling. Yeah. With only yeah. under 20,000 miles, you've got to take a look at this car. That's interesting. I see that, yeah. Wow, I'm shocked. It's, a,
0: it's at this. a big branch out moment for him, but but I it, but is, I see it for sure. But for sure. wow, and okay. you said it only snows
1: two to three times a year. Winter tires, it's got the rear wheel drive dynamics. It's got yeah, great handling. Sure. No. It's just we've driven them endlessly on the ring. We've
0: driven them so much, it's unbelievable. Yeah, they're, they're so yeah. great. Yeah, they're and fun. we
1: have beat on these cars.
0: It's it's amazing how much mileage our friends at RSR hard mileage they put those cars through on the ring Astounding. and spa, and they just keep running. I mean, obviously. They are cars that are put right back into mechanics when anything goes wrong. They are. But sure. at the same time, the big thing about RSR that's fascinating, I think their lineup is really interesting to look at the fleet of cars that they keep for years. Hmm. That speaks to you about what doesn't cost them to maintain. It's a business. They, they've got profitable. They'll get a car in and you'll you'll realize it's gone in six months. Why? Because it just the customers pit. didn't like it and it was a money pit and yeah. it's gone. But the cars that hang out. Are fascinating, And right now, they're just getting rid of the last gen of the Renault Magan, but right now they are doing kind of a test series with the Civic Type R to see if those mm-hmm, are going to hold up. Mm-hmm. They have a couple Focus RSs, they have a couple M2s, but they have this fleet of M235Is that are constantly getting miles. They're beat on yes. daily, yes,
1: on the ring, mm-hmm. on spa, on the road.
0: <laughs> By many people that don't know what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> It's astounding. Yeah. These cars have gone through the ringer. It's much to my surprise. Much to my surprise, yeah, frankly. yeah. So fresh eyes, just take a look at that again. I see you're pushing, but I like I'm it pushing I like it. for it. Yeah. Okay, because I think it's an excellent car, and That's for that good. price, whew, compelling. I agree with that. I agree with that for sure. Let's do some questions. Oh, the questions! Yeah, uh, let's, let's do, do a it. few of those. Uh, one came in via email. I will say this: there are some of you that have said, uh, "I don't do social media. Can you answer my question? You send it by email. We get those too." So I want you to know that that's not out, out of the realm of possibility. We're obviously looking specifically at social media for these questions, but every now and then we do see them on email, so thank you for that. Uh, Peppy wrote in and said, okay, how on earth do you find your optimal driving position? Mm. And then he tells the sad story. He has a, 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 a 2000 Fiat Punto, mm. Um, mm. and he can't make it work. And uh, he says, by the way, also the car has no AC, no ABS, and only 60 horsepower. So it's a gem. It's a gem. Hmm. Okay, so Pepe, I'm going to say here's one thing about seating position. There are some cars that you're never going to get it right. Mm -hmm. It's too bad. I'll give you. I'll give you a, a close to my heart personal example. I really like the Evo 10. I like it every time I drive it. I love the seats. I love the steering. I really don't like the fact that I can never get a seat that I'm loving in the position I quite like. Because mm-hmm, the the, mm-hmm. the steering wheel doesn't do the telescope tilt thing like I want. And so that versus the pedals, I can't get exactly where I want to be. But the car, the driving experience is good enough that I get over it. Mm, and sure, the seat is sure. very supportive. So it's not uncomfortable. I'm just realizing ergonomically this isn't everything I want it to be versus something like an 86 that honestly, I know I bring up this car, but it really is in many ways such a success at what it tries to do. That car ergonomically is fantastic. I mean, really big guys fit in that car really well, and really little people drive it, and like, this is awesome. So it's interesting. Some cars just do it better than others because that was higher on the list of things we need to get right. Hmm. And Toyota, in the case of the 86, there was a big discussion where they wanted low center of gravity and really good ergonomics, like excellent driving position. They nailed both of those. Argue about the lack of power. I will back your play. But they nailed the two things they set out to do. So do I think the Fiat Punto was designed around a great driving position? I kind of doubt it. But <laughs> I will try to, I'll nice. try to answer your question beyond that, though. What you want to do, ideally, is you want to be able to sit comfortably, and sometimes that's the hard part, comfortably, where you can move everything you need to move, but you want to get your wrist you want to lay your wrist over the top of the steering wheel. Your the, the, your wrist should break at the top of the steering wheel. Mm-hmm, right. That's how far back you should be. Don't hopefully. look at that
1: as a driving a proper driving position. No, no. no. Your wrist your, your wrist that's, doesn't go
0: there when you drive. This just is just differentiate how you that, measure. please, because yeah. that's the yeah yeah yeah. In fact, if you ever see behind the scenes of guys like I actually saw some footage once of, of Billy Johnson doing this, and when we were, when I met him at the Ford GT shoot, I, I watched him do this when he was driving that uh, 2005 GT drifting. Yes, exactly. <clears> there was drifting that followed. Yeah, that GT whole thing. After a lap? Yeah, one lap in somebody else's car, that owner riding right seat, and yeah. he's drifting it around the corner. He's the yeah, man. there was that. But here's the thing. But I watched him get in and buckle in and all this kind of stuff, and it was this subconscious thing. He had that one moment where he slid the seat forward. He's laid his wrist across the steering wheel and slid his seat forward until he got that right. And then he kept going. It's a very common thing. If you ever watch drivers get ready and and they're getting in a car that has a sliding seat, they will check that. Yeah. So if you can do that, see how the Punto does after that, probably still won't be great. I hate to say it. Your car just might not have good ergonomics. Mm. But that's the thing to try. Excellent.
1: Well, there's a question here that I've got to get to from Josh O, who's in New York. And he wrote to us on the Gmail. And, Josh, hello. Thank you for writing in. You have posed a very valid question here about Porsches. And I promised you that I would do it on the podcast next time we were back in the studio. Here we are. Yep. And he said, considering my Cayman GTS and his 997.1 GT3 RS are pretty similarly priced, did I consider getting one prior to buying my Cayman? Now, he said the GT3 arguably would hold the value better. It's a manual. It's a mm-hmm. GT3. But he wanted to ask my thoughts on why I did not get that car, hmm. why I didn't consider hmm. it. Well, first of all, thanks for the question. Awesome question. And you're right. The GT3, especially the RS that you've got. By the way, he shows pictures of it when he picked it up in Germany, took it to the ring. It's that orange, that brilliant orange color. So cool. GT3 RS so cool. In, in the negative black stripes and the yeah, graphics yeah. down the side. Brilliant looking car. It is. I. It was a consideration. Don't get me wrong. It is. And I... I Will have a 911 in my life. I don't know what flavor, <laughs> what year. I will have a 911. I know. You this is going to that. happen. Yeah. But I guess I'm just not done with Caymans yet. Mm. Mm. I don't know that I'll ever be done with them. I still wasn't over it. And when I had my first Cayman, the 981 generation, the generation I have now, yeah, yeah, yeah. it came out. And I looked at those cars and I told myself, I will have that car. Mm-hmm. I will have that. I remember. One of those. I remember. I it's one yeah. of those things where you just, you know, you're going to have that car in your life sooner rather than later. <laughs> and I said that to myself before I ever looked at a GT3 RS or a GT3 thinking they're sure, way sure, out of sure. my budget. And then, you know, yes, they are within the budget of a used yeah. GTS yeah, versus yeah, yeah. this uh, GT3. Well, I I came to the Cayman and I just, it it was the right color. It was the right timing for me. And the mid engine part of the car is so compelling. It is, it is. It's fantastic in that regard. It's it's just so compelling. Yeah. And consider this. The car that you have has an interior that's very close to the styling of the older generation Cayman that I had. Fair point. I Fair wanted point. something newer, yeah. I wanted to keep yeah, yeah. pushing. This new generation of Cayman was out, it would you know promising to be bigger, better, everything that I wanted more out of the Cayman S that I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just I I told myself I had to have that car. And then here was my opportunity, and I thought, you know what? The 911's still coming, but I'm not Mm. done with Caymans yet. Interesting. Just not. And I don't have to ever reach that point. I can move on and either sell this or move on at some point. The other reason was you show it on track, and that GT3 pretty much – Is designed for the track. Yeah, you need to 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 take the
0: track, for sure. And I
1: thought, well, if I have the Cayman, I I don't know how many track days I'm going to be really genuinely doing with Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. When you and I are doing track days, we're generally in press cars or other kinds of things. Mm -hmm. We're either in Europe or we're somewhere else. And so I I thought, well, I don't know how much track time I'll get out of it. It's mainly more for road. And like I said, this mid-engine configuration is pretty powerful it's yeah. pretty compelling in a
0: speak yeah. to your heart sort of way sure oh and and they've done they've done i was talking to our friend ty actually the other day because i took him for a ride in my lotus oh great and great. and he has a 997 and it's gorgeous but i was talking about the fact that the thing that cayman does is it takes all of the goodness of mid-engine and takes almost all of the bad gotcha stuff out of mid-engine, whereas the Lotus still has the gotcha. Yeah. You, push, you push it wrong and do it stupid, and it goes. All right, fine, I'll spin. I don't <laughs> mind that. You know, that point whereas, is way out there. By the way, it is out there. It but, is out there. But yes. but the Cayman and the Boxer do a really good job of taking all of the good of mid-engine an and just kind of filing off all the stuff that's going to bite, which is really impressive as well.
1: Yeah. No, you're Josh. You're absolutely right. There is a, an argument we could debate back and
0: forth. We, yeah. Those GT3 RSs are absolutely are so compelling.
1: But. One One more thing to address your question about the the validity of which car will hold its value better. Yes, you have the GT3. Yes, it's a manual. Mm-hmm. I have the last of the naturally aspirated Caymans. True. Flat True. six Caymans. Interesting question. Yeah. Now, that may change, and Porsche might just prove me wrong and come yeah. out with a
0: 718 <laughs> flat six naturally aspirated just, Cayman. And just
1: to say they did it. Just yeah. to, you know, they heard this podcast, and ha-ha, yeah. just to spite Paul, we'll offer this.
0: <laughs> just because we don't want anybody to speculate, we're going to create <laughs> right. that car. Exactly. But you know what I'm saying. So, yes, the,
1: who knows? Is it going up in value? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is it a thing? Who
0: knows? Yeah we that's not why this I This is not car. why you and I shop for cars. Oh. We get lucky when that happens. Yeah, for sure. Uh marcarian uh 5011 on Instagram asked a question I loved. <laughs> How much track experience do I need for lemons? <laughs> uh I'll tell you. None. Zero. Zero. Oh look, here, here's actually Mark, Markarian. here's my question. Can you drive currently? <laughs> Because that really is the bar of entry. It is. You have to have a valid driver's license. Now, I say that. I say that, all right? Uh, Lemons is, I think, very fun. I, the thing I really like about it, watch our Lemons piece from Season 2. We're doing another one for Season 4 in the in the new Boxster, which I'm very excited about. New to us Boxster. Right, uh, right. But the thing about it is you see all ranges. That's what I love about Lemons. You You have guys at Lemons that – Drive at higher end classes. They drive at higher in much more serious races, and they come to limits for the fun of it. And they can drive. And then you have the mm-hmm. team next mm-hmm. to you that they're walking around like you know, he, eyes like saucers the whole weekend. Like <laughs> I can't believe we're here. What are we supposed to do? How do we fuel this car? What do you wait? Do I break before? Where do I do? Mm-hmm. They'll be confused the entire weekend. <laughs> Okay, those but people yet, you want to pass, hopefully, yes. But but here's the thing: by the end of that weekend, they're very different drivers than they were the first couple laps. The, the learning curve, the the three yeah. fire hoses of information Seriously. that are so shot so. At honestly, you. you don't have to have racing experience at all. They do a really good job. You and I were newbies for that first race. Yeah, that newbies was the whole as far point as limits. Of that first episode. Totally, is totally. And they do a fantastic job of giving. Okay, here's we're going to give a briefing for everybody that's ever ever done lemons before. But then, if you've never been a lemons before, or you've never driven track before, here is your briefing. And they're great about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's it's fairly safe in that regard too. It's not like you're you're biting off something where it's just like you don't have a safety net. They do a really good job. So if you want to go drive lemons, drive lemons. I highly encourage it. Question on Instagram from Four Zilch. This is hilarious. This is
1: this is great. Do you ever see skid marks on the pavement careening off into a ditch or off a cliff and wonder, how in the heck did they manage to do that? No, that isn't the question that I wonder. What I wonder is, huh, how did this happen? Understeer or oversteer? (laughs) (laughs) And then I walk back and I think, huh. Let's see here. Yeah, maybe this one was oversteer right into the ditch. And then <laughs> you find a bent flat six license tag. As you did, yes. By a pole. It actually said flat six on the license tag that was ripped off the back of a car. Mm-hmm. Clearly, yes. A 911. And, uh, yeah, that was clearly oversteer.
0: Yeah, I, I'm... <laughs> I do see those, those marks. Where What freaks me out, though, is in the winter. When you see oh, oh, you're yeah. driving along straight... You're driving along straight on a road. That yeah, okay, there's snow on the road, but we're driving along straight. And all of a sudden there's his tire tracks that spears off in one direction into a ditch. You need to see like bear tracks or moose
1: tracks or something yeah, in uh, in concert the, with that. This is
0: the one that boggles me. I'm like Okay, honestly, there was absolutely, as a driver, there was nothing to do or change or that was different.
1: I'm tired. I'm going to pull over
0: here. It's that's the, one, that's the one I never understand is the random tracks that spear <laughs> off of a straight ahead part of the road <laughs> through the snow into a ditch. And the car sitting there currently in the ditch with its hazards blinking and half covered in snow. I'm like, I, what I happened agree. there? You just ran out of gumption and talent. <laughs> ran, and ran out of will to drive in the winter. I'm just pulling off. I'm done. <laughs> just, I'm going to just crash right here. Oh, look, it's soft. Anyway, uh, Lansdale Ark wrote in on Twitter and said he bought a raffle ticket. He's excited to come get the mini. Hey, look, I hope it happens for you. You also said your dad just moved to Park City. Come to Park City anyway. Say hello. We'd love to see you.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Question from uh, Color Cartel Okay, yeah. on Instagram. Do we keep OEM parts when you upgrade for the resale, or do you sell them to pay for the upgrades? It depends on the part, honestly. That's fair. If it's that's fair. little bits and bobs around the car, I say keep them. Just put them in a box in yeah. your basement or your garage because yeah. you might think, you know what, I wish I hadn't pulled... Oh, I do still have it. I can mm-hmm. put that part back on or whatever. If it's big stuff, if you're pulling seats, are you pulling wheels, things yeah. that do have value that could, you know... And
0: where are you putting the stuff you pulled?
1: Uh, well, yeah. If it's big stuff like that, then I can definitely see that. But if it's little... Underhood trim pieces. You put a let's say a cold air intake in, sure, and you took sure, out the sure. stock air box. Keep the box. Hang on to that. Yeah, those are really expensive when you want to convert back yeah, for any point. reason. If fair you need point. to sell the car, but yeah, I mean you might get another one. Keep the the parts, the aftermarket parts, and then
0: you'll be glad you hung it, on to those. I think you're right. Parts. I think it does come down to parts and what are the parts that you've pulled off. And then yeah. I do think the secondary question is just you know what. Where am I going to store this? Is certainly a yeah. question as well. <laughs> Seats all over the house. I'll turn it into an office chair. <laughs> That's
1: going to be great. <laughs> all right, uh, I've got uh, another quick question here. Oh, great! Before we wrap things up, Garage Heroes in Training. Yeah, love the handle on Instagram. Fantastic. Yes. Forgotten classic drivers' cars that we should look for at reasonable everyday driver prices. Let's hmm. call it twenty-five thousand or less. Here we go. A quick list. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Look at you. Got- Porsche Bravo. 914, 20, 924, 944, and 928. The Nissan 300ZX. Yeah. Any Toyota MR2. The C4 and possibly C5 generation Corvettes. We we're talking about that.
0: Yeah, those are certainly in that
1: price point for sure. 1994 Toyota Celica GT4, or as it was known in the US, the Alltrack. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. The Mitsubishi Eclipse GSX.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's good, too. And the E36 M3. Fantastic
0: list. Crazy,
1: huh? I, I spent time working on that. That's a fantastic this. list. Well done. Guys, thank you so much for writing to us. We really do appreciate it. Keep the questions coming. We've got more to get to and watch for more postings here when we're podcasting early because we'll be shooting <clears throat> the feature film this year. Yes. Watch for Instagram photos. It's uh, it's coming. It's going to be cool. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to next time. Cheers. I just got a scratch on my chest.
0: Your chest of drawers can't help you in a windstorm, but the GEICO Insurance Agency can help you get covered for personal property damage. Call GEICO to see how affordable homeowners insurance can be. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute.
1: Federal government worker Blake Murray in D.C. says he's pretty much had it with the partial government shutdown.
0: It's pretty demoralizing, um, you know, and I feel like...